This is Unplanned Band, show 235. Hey, Mr. Listeners, this is Sean from Unclaimed Bands. And tonight we're coming to you from Connie's Rick Rack in South Philly. And with me right now at Eyes of the Living. How the hell are you guys doing? Doing great. Yeah. How are Cool. I got to tell you, when I say that this interview has been a long time coming, um, it has because I, I've been talking to Chris and Timmy, who, full disclosure, I've known for, like, forever. And uh, I kept on saying, well, when you guys are ready, let me know. Let me know. So not really forever, but at least for the past six, seven years. Uh, but that's another story. So before we get any further, I'd like you guys to introduce yourselves and tell me what you're doing to man. I am Cliff, and I play the drums. All right. Drummer. Cliff? What's that? Drummer. Drum. Okay, drummer. Well, I didn't know. I maybe you said, like, drummer, tambourine, percussion, <laughs> well, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Triangle. You know? Triangle, exactly. Okay. <laughs> uh, Chris Mora, bass and backing vocals. Tim Swisher, uh, <laughs> rhythm guitar and vocals, main vocals. Lead. Couldn't uh, tell. Mike Strait and guitar. All right, cool, cool. So you guys make up Eyes of the Living. Before Mike is get... the lead guitarist, Sean. Oh, oh, excuse me, the lead guitarist. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's different than <laughs> you're what being, I know. You're being so... He's the flashy so one. Like kind of, there's, the flashy there's no one? lead here. Little, I thought he was being a little <laughs> modest there. All right. Well, I'll tell you what, before we jump into the interview and ask the questions, uh, let's give people a taste of what, you listen, uh, what they're listening to when they come see your show or pick up your CD. Uh, what uh, what song are we gonna play for him? Uh, we're gonna play uh, "Pull the Trigger" and um, "Chemical Bath." We're we gonna play for both sure. of them now, or just no. one? Uh, one? I think we're gonna play one. So okay, which one we're gonna play gonna "Pull play? the Trigger." Pull. All right, this is "Pull the Trigger." You know, "Chemical Bath" is coming up next, so just sit tight, <laughs> folks. All right, <laughs> this, is this is "Pull the Trigger."
All right, that was pull the trigger. <laughs> <laughs> Can you edit that out? <laughs> no, you don't edit. I don't edit nothing. Oh, okay. Nothing at all. Excellent. Fuck no. All right, so somebody tell me something about that song. Uh, pull the trigger. So the album itself is kind of like a, a, theor- a concept album about a zombie apocalypse. Pull the trigger itself is about um, getting to the point where the world is in total disaster and uh, you realize you need to kill uh, zombies that could be somebody you once knew at one point. So um, it's, it's more of a, you know, you're doing your best to survive and you're left with basically choosing to have to kill somebody you might have known that is now Walking Dead. Wow, I got to tell you that, uh, <clears throat> that listening to the record, and I've had a chance to listen to the whole record, I love it. But uh, that is, um, that's, that's actually a pretty deep concept for, for a lot of people out there who normally, let's face it, when it comes to rock and roll, it's all that drinking party and having mm. a good time. But uh, asking people to think like that, what the hell were you thinking, man? I mean, no, I'm just joking. I'm just joking. <laughs> um, well, you know, let's talk a little bit more about the record. So I know from talking to the two of you, okay, and we're going to get the whole band in a second, but um, this record's been a long time coming. Uh, I know that you had been, you know, you originally have been working on it for a while and all that. So, um, I mean, how did, uh, how did this go about? I mean, what, what started this, this record? And, you know, because I think when you started, you didn't really even have the band yet together, correct? No, that's correct, Sean. Uh, so what, we, what, what, what originally started was uh, um, I, I was writing music, uh, various different uh, flavors, because um, I write for libraries on the side as well. Um, and I was letting Chris hear some stuff, and um, <laughs> and uh, I was showing him some stuff, and and basically one of us, I can't remember exactly who, said, well, "Actually, hey. it was you, man. You just came up to me and said, um, how do you feel about just doing a CD, man? Let's write again, just for almost the fun of it.'" And as we were doing it, I can remember saying to Tim that we might have something pretty good going on here, and we should maybe do a little more with it, and then. As the writing progressed and stuff went on, that's when we started to look for other people to maybe play this stuff live with us, to, which is where we're at now. And then we reached out to Mike. Yeah. We said, Mike, can you bring your blazing solo <laughs> awesomeness <laughs> to this album? <laughs> and now, Mike, did, is that how it went, or did he like, come back and hands and knees? Verbatim. Verbatim. No, I, knew Timmy, like I knew Timmy a lot of years. We were in different bands back uh, years ago. And, yeah, uh, yeah, I got I to gotta say, actually, the two of you were actually in Pummel. Correct, which yeah. I love that band, by the way. And Excellent. These other guys, they were in some band called Abolish, which was okay. But yeah, just that, that <laughs> one song. Right? Yeah, whatever. Right? No, so Timmy approached me and just asked me if I wanted to put some solos down on this, uh, this um, concept album he was working on this project. And uh, at that time, that was great. So I was running up and just uh, just putting the solos down, listening to the thing, uh, to what he had going. And it really sounded good, but we were all in different places at that time. So it wasn't really intended to be an actual marketable product at that point. Um, and then it just was going on and on and on, and it was just sounding better and better. So that's when he said, look, we're going to do this. Let's mm-hmm. do it. That's how it worked out. And it, it went on from that. And then how did, how did you get involved? Did you, did you make a phone call, Mike, and say, hey, like, you know, I got someone? Or, uh, you want to take this one, Cliff? Yeah, 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 no, I, I was, I, I don't know when it was, probably around New Year's. I was sitting around sick, home from work, and feeling sorry for myself watching old videos of <laughs> saying oh man and uh, I asked my wife if she had Mike's number and I called him just to say hey and he said that they had a thing going and they needed a drummer and I said 
that I'd like to try and I tried out and that's the end of that. And so, all right, so that's how the <laughs> band got together. Very casual, very yeah, yeah. much like that. Yeah, this yeah. is cool. Yeah. No Craigslist was involved and no stuff like that, so that's good. I've heard a lot of that stuff. But um, So no. coming to, so for, how was it taking for both, for both of you? Obviously, you played on a record. Did, did you play on a record? I did not. You did not. So how was that for you translating all this and making a live, live show? Was it difficult or probably not with your no, experience? No, no, no. Uh, it actually fits my style pretty well, so. Cliff is awesome. Wasn't that hard? Yeah. The truth is, there was awesome. Cliff's awesome. Cliff's awesome. There was no trying out. There was, hey, I want to join the band. I didn't think there was a tryout. I didn't think there was a tryout. There was no trying out. Look, he'd already begged you. I imagine what he did, you know. To be honest, we really were concerned about finding a drummer to play the stuff that's on the album. We really were. You know, the stuff you hear on the album is a real drummer recorded through MIDI, and then the MIDI's processed through whatever drum kit um, I wanted to choose and select, uh, but they are real drummers. The patterns are from real drummers, some of the world's best drummers. Um, so we were really concerned about finding somebody to play the stuff. It was, you know, it was faster than the, the stuff. And the stuff on that album, drum-wise, is more intense than what we've done in about in the Abolish years for sure. So it's, it's a lot quicker, a lot faster, more. It's even more thrash intense. Yeah, so, you can definitely hear. It. Yeah, so we were concerned. Like, could, could we find somebody? I even expressed that to Al. Um, when he came into the picture, Al's our manager, by the way, and uh, yeah. yeah, he kept Who saying, love? "Al Hoffman, <laughs> yeah, Al Hoffman. Love Hoffman," and he kept saying, "Don't worry about, it, we'll find somebody." And um, we were trying out people; people were submitting stuff to us. We came across a, a couple really good drummers during the process, and then Cliff, like Cliff said, he reached out to Mike, and then he said, "Yeah, I want to try," and he, he sent us a video, and uh, we were—I uh, I was blown away by it. So in we were two like, days, he, he, yeah. we sent him the tracks, and he sent a video in two days, and we were blown away by it, and. We actually, I think it was a Saturday, we said, hey, we're going to be at Mike's. Why don't we come hang out and catch up? And we started talking, and it was funny. Cliff probably doesn't even know this, but Tim started talking to Cliff as if Cliff was in the band. And at one point when Cliff and Mike were talking, I pulled Tim aside. I said, are we bringing Cliff in the band, man? Because you're talking to him like we are. He's like, yeah, dude, it's going to work. It's no. Yeah. <laughs> no, we're I wasn't opposed to it, but you know what I mean? I just was like, are you sure? You know what I mean? And the chemistry with the four right. of us That's is amazing, yeah. which is another big part of it. You know, you always worry yeah. about if the, the girl get along with them. <laughs> I was getting to that, Cliff, <laughs> but right. you Cliff, way to go. Just, All right. just like during the sex, a little premature. <laughs> the truth is, I've been, playing with, uh, I've been playing with Cliff for a lot of years right. uh, back in the Pummel days, so I knew it was, it was more Okay, you were talking Pummel, not sexual. Right, right. I was going to go there. We don't generally talk about that in public. But uh, in the the pummel days, he was no problem. So I I knew that once he said he was interested in in joining it, it was just a matter of just getting down here and doing it. Well, you know, I I have to just, you know, uh, assume that that just makes it a lot easier because instead of four people trying to come together and learn one another, okay, because you have a history Mm -hmm. in the past. Uh, but you know, and certainly the two of you being in bands, and the two of you being in bands mm-hmm. that uh, a band together, that you know, it's a lot easier to mesh that chemistry together. And and you know, you jump off from a starting point that isn't like, all right, is this guy gonna be a dickhead when we're not on stage or whatever? And you're like, no, I know him, he's cool. Right. I, I would guess that. Am I right in that? Absolutely. I mean, like, just yeah. fit together, I mean, good. We are. Uh, we. Uh, I love being with these guys and, yeah. and the, us as a unit. It's just it's uh, it's it's almost brotherly if you want to even go that way. It's yeah. very. Uh, very, I don't know, very everything, natural. Everything gels Jimmy, because yeah. the like me and Tim and Abawash and them two and Pummel, we played. I couldn't even tell you how many shows together. Oh yeah, yeah. So you know, what I mean, we we knew each other. We all got along. You know what I mean? So this just it was like fate. 
for this to happen. And actually, years ago, I had a chance to jam with Cliff once. Yeah. Uh, we were hanging out after a, a practice, and uh, it was in some other. <laughs> Cliff wanted to try out this guy's drum set. I think he wanted to make the other dude look like, you know. <laughs> but uh, he wanted to see what it was up. But he went in there and started jamming on it, and then, then their guitar player at this guitar house, so I started picking it up, and we just started jamming. Actually, I felt a gelling then with yeah, Cliff. Right? You could feel it. Um, it. There's like, I don't know, when, when I don't know, it, I guess when you, when you come across somebody who's also musical in a, a, a pretty broad sense, and Cliff's actually a very good songwriter as well. Um, that should be noted, and hopefully yeah, that influence will come across in the next album as well. Um, but um, you, I don't know when you had that that gelling, you, you immediately feel it, just like kind of like we keep seeing gel. I understand. Gel. It's okay. Chemistry. Chemistry. Gel. I get it. Gel. Chemistry. But yeah, I mean, it's together. uh quick. Somebody to, think of some more coil <laughs> Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll tell you what. Why don't we want to take a pause for another song? Sure. Uh, and what are we going to let him hear this time? It's going to be Chemical Bath. All right, this is Chemical Bath. My guests are Eyes of the Living.
All right, that was Chemical Bath. Let's uh, let's move things a little bit forward here, okay? You guys have been playing now out for about how long? Playing out now. Um, we first like started two, three months. April, May, April, May. It was May. May. Okay. Yeah, we were May. supposed to. Yeah, so three months since May. I've seen a lot of great reviews, uh, not only from people who've come to see the show, but also some people have written some really great things about you guys. Awesome. Um, which is which is always great. Okay. Yeah. To hear. But as you see yourselves as a band going forward, are, I mean, have you already talked about other records since you've brought it up about Cliff Wrighty? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We're um, already starting to work on some new stuff. I'm starting to pull together some stuff, and I've uh, been letting the guys hear it. And then uh, next steps probably won't take place. Um, full songs probably won't get. We won't get to. I don't think we'll get to the point of full songs probably till you know winterish. Okay, um, a little, yeah, a little bit lying down. down. You're still yeah, kind yeah. of having a. Kind of having a like yeah. honeymoon with the album, but there's some uh, some killer ideas in the works, um, and uh, hopefully we'll go about that. And we'll, we'll you know we'll have the scene gelling that we have, but only this time we'll have Cliff with us uh, doing it. Chemistry, you know, no pressure, Cliff, no, no pressure no, at all. No. Okay, just uh, none whatsoever. I think uh, I don't. Yeah, no, no pressure at all. No, just he's awesome. It's going to be killer. <laughs> Jeez, just pile it on, Tim. Just pile it <laughs> on, right? Um, well, you know, here's a question I have for you guys because. Uh, and this is for each one of you, so I expect an answer. Okay. okay. Yeah, I know. Don't worry. It's not a test. Individual. Um, but, you know, because you guys came from two different bands that have, were around for a while, okay? When you, when you come out and you play and when you see the, the, what, what is presented in, you know, uh, for musicians to be able to do, whether it's playing, promoting, whatever, I mean, what is the biggest difference you see with this band starting out as opposed to when Pummel started out or when Abal started out? Uh, a lot more maturity in the band, and there's a lot more uh, financial stability, which, you know, big help. Because when you don't have the uh, financing or any, you know, if you don't have funds, it's hard to make a go of it. Which is definitely as all responsible adults, because you all look like you're responsible adults. We all look old, is what you're saying. (laughs) No, I said responsible adult. There's a difference, okay? Because you can look old and homeless, too, okay? We can see that anywhere in Philly. But... Uh, what I'm what I'm asking more is as far as the music scene approaching it, starting a band now, okay? Which mm-hmm. let's face it, this is starting a band what you've done, oh, yeah. as opposed to when you started Pummel. What do you see different that's available, whether to you positives or negatives, that are available to you as a band? Uh, media, computers, all that jazz. You know, I mean, you can just you can uh, market yourself pretty easily. You know, it's easier to get in touch with people. Networking and all that shit. So, yeah. Chris? Yeah, I mean, basically, the, the technology today is amazing. Just going to how me and Timmy started writing the CD was 90% literally done in his bedroom on a computer. And um, just my boring you, dude. Or, oh, you're posing for the camera. Sorry. All right. <laughs> it's like trying Wait, to step is, my is Timmy going to take his shirt off now? <laughs> no. Okay. Um, that, that's an old inside reference. Can. But even this, I mean, we're doing a, a podcast now. Like yeah. back then, that stuff wasn't around. So what we have at our fingertips is amazing. I have friends literally all over the world on Facebook, and I let them hear our stuff. And it's, it, we were able to spread it out easily than back in the day where, you know, so kind of takes the the uh, puts the initiative on the, the the artist to get their stuff out as opposed to waiting right. for someone to come along and discover them at a soda right. shop or at a, it at almost a makes it a little easier. Not that you know we're assigned or getting signed, but it can get it out there a lot easier to a, a broader group for sure. Okay, Tim, what are your thoughts on that? 
Oh, man, I'm going to uh, probably pretty much the same thing. I mean, the, you know, uh, social media in general is an amazing tool to have um, the ability to actually, you know, record at the level that you hear the album. Everything was like Chris was talking about is, is done at home um, to, to be able to develop that uh, skill and, and produce a product that sounds so polished without having to go and spend tens of thousands of dollars in the studio um, is, is a benefit. Um, the uh, fact that you can, you know, basically self-release your own CD and get it in every digital store possible, you know, possible getting it in everybody's hands and uh, faces very easily. Yeah, I mean, a, lot, you know, a lot different from begging a store to put it on consignment. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's it's yeah. pretty much, you know, it's it's our album is available on just about every major digital download store you can think of. It's it's pretty amazing. I mean, to be able to do something like that back in the day uh, would have yeah. been virtually. Yeah, it was impossible. So, right, yeah. right, right. Mike. Yeah be redundant to repeat all that same things because that's basically what it is the social media aspect is completely different but uh, to go a little differently it, I guess we're learning the scene again because this scene is different a lot of the places we played in the past aren't there a lot of these yeah. newer places are this place looks like a great venue can't wait to play here tonight um, so we're learning the scene again and to get to know the, the current bands that are out there and just to develop new relationships with these new bands uh, so it's kind of a like a starting over point uh, in a sense of the learning part of it as well and it's exciting it's excellent that's cool I mean I'm glad you guys have a very positive attitude about this and I, I'll say that a couple times when I've asked this kind of question around uh, with artists who have been around a little while okay or played in other bands for a little bit I suppose the newer people the attitude is completely shifted they can't see what opportunities a lot you know around i can remember work when al and and you know would you, you know the mailing list was a mailing list yeah, with yeah, stamps yeah. and yep. shit like that yeah. and you had to send stuff out and plenty yep. of time for people to get it and all that and i know you guys had to do the same thing with pummel all right so the idea that someone can click something send it to like you know every goddamn mm -hmm. person on their list mm -hmm. and people just you know once again take things for granted but that's kind of cool that you guys you know you understand that and you can take advantage of it you're not like ah about the internet and fuck <laughs> digital music killed everything. I've heard that too. Good God. But, you know, there is an aspect of it that kind of, you know, the, the, the sharing thing is a little, well, you know, you unfortunate. Know, but, but, it's, but, but, Tim, it's, it, it, tell me something. Is it really different than you going down, when you were a kid, you going down to your friend's house and they, like, they copied, they made a copy on a cassette for you or you recorded songs off the radio? It's no different in that aspect. It's easier. Don't get me wrong. It's easier. But I don't think that that's necessarily. This album was shared so much that I'd probably be driving a Mercedes Benz right now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, all right. Especially can in Russia. A, can we get a Kickstarter? Yeah. We love you, for, Russia! Uh, can, can we get a Kickstarter for the uh, no, Mercedes but, Benz, please? The, the positive is, though, there's that many people have actually heard this music. Yeah. Right. And, and, and it continues I, that's to what share. I, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. Um, I think in a way, it's, like, it's, it's a catch-22 in that aspect. You want your music out there. If mainstream radio is not going to play it because they don't know of you yet, <laughs> You have the you know you have the choice to either put your music out there further and hope people share it because that's what you want uh, versus the opposite side of you know holding it back and hoping that someone hears it and you know signs your whatever okay yep. I, I think it work I think it works either way I think it's about the band, the band's work ethic and how they handle it I think you guys have all got a good work ethic so listen so all you people to share just send at least a nickel nickel <laughs> five cents yeah. can we can we get a PO box on that or can we get an account set up. <laughs> Um, Good cool. shout out. Cool. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, what you know? Before we go any further, what's the best place people can find out more about the band, where they can buy the CD, uh, or download it, or anything, and find out where you're playing? 
So um, the best place to go, I think the two top ones are our website, uh, eyesofliving.com. Um, you can purchase shirts and CDs and all kinds of stuff, uh, anything that we're selling there. And you can pretty much find out whatever shows we're playing at. And you get to see other cool things, pictures and whatnot. And all the radios, uh, local radios and stuff that are playing us right now. It's, it's cool to have. And then the second would be probably Facebook because um, we're, we're on there often. Uh, and it, it's just, I think, the second best avenue uh, to see connections. And then Facebook's obviously connected to Reverb Nation. Mm-hmm. Um, but our, the CD itself can be, uh, you can buy hard copies through the website and digital download through the website. And you can also buy hard copies through CD Baby on digital through there and then pretty much digital on everybody else, uh, Apple, Rhapsody, you got Google, to cover, right? everything. Yeah, I mean, yeah. if you just Google it, Spotify, if you just okay. Google us, and if whatever whatever avenue you're using to listen to music, if you just put in a search for Eyes of Living, I'm pretty sure you'll find it there. Cool. I love all that, but what I really believe is that people need to come to the shows, buy the CD from you guys, meet you guys, yeah. okay? Because that that's idea. the best way to do yeah. it, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, Come out and see the band live, yeah. right? People get off the thing, you know. It, you know, like I, I tell people, I just brought this up at, at another interview I did, and I never even thought about this before. Everybody's into binge watching, binge this, binge that. Well, come fucking binge the band, play a couple <laughs> right, songs for right. a half hour, mm-hmm. binge it, watch it. There's see nothing it, like a live it. show anyway. Exactly. I mean, no, it, no, no, no. You don't know what's going to happen. You, you know, it's a unique experience, shit like that. People need to people need to reinvest in that. Don't wait for someone to videotape it with their phone and have audio be crappy and watch it later. Come see the band. Come meet them. I'm sure you guys would sign a CD, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. See, they're going to sign a CD for you. They're not even going to charge you like some asshole would do, all right? No, no backstage, you know, pass, meet and greet thing. <laughs> Come meet them here, see them here, or at any venue that they're coming to locally. So make sure you go to the website. As soon as you're done, watch, listen to this interview, because now you're going to listen online or in phone or something else like that. Open up the browser window, go to their website, and engage people. Let's let's remember what this is all about. Right. Besides okay? that, you work yeah, all week. Absolutely. You want to come out and enjoy a drink and watch a live show. It's much more exciting. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay? And that's what it's all about. So... You know, the next thing I want to ask you guys, because you've been in, you know, in bands and you've played for years, and this is for each one of you, and I don't care who goes first, I'm not going to be in point, but whatever band, whatever show you've ever played, or whatever jam session you've ever done, what's the craziest thing that's ever happened while you've been playing? Wow. Crazy. Oh, craziest thing that's ever happened while we craziest, were playing. Craziest, funniest thing? I'll, I'll, I'll jump in. We were playing a show in Pommel a lot of years ago, and it was just a very intense all-ages show. There was a lot of jumping and running. It was just crazy. And uh, some kid, I guess, uh, broke his leg during the show. An ambulance came in and stretched him out. So that's probably a pretty exciting thing to happen. Now, now did Pommel <laughs> play the entire time that they were taking him out? Or? Yeah, we continued nice. to play. <laughs> <laughs> The show must go on. Absolutely, absolutely. Who <laughs> was? I bet you that fan didn't ask for a refund. Uh, that's funny. Who uh, was a good ex? The thing that jumps in my mind first is when we were in Abolish and we were down in Tennessee, and I think you were singing Tim Motherhead Pain because you didn't have your guitar, <laughs> and was he was jumping say. around and singing, and he kind of jumped up and landed and on the landed cord on and the it cord. rolled his foot and he just fell backwards. And I'm looking I'm like, what the hell's going on? I was on laying on there? my back singing for a yeah. second, and I got up, <laughs> and I, I tried to make it like, hey, it's just part of the show. <laughs> Look how cool I just rolled onto the ground. And I tried to do like a like a martial arts kind of flip back up thing. But uh, yeah, that was what I was gonna say. That was yeah. probably like the craziest thing that's happened to uh, uh, to me on stage. Um, yeah. Hopefully, I'll never fall off the stage. <laughs> One of the other creepy things was playing at the Electric Factory, and um, 
they had two big gaping tri uh, uh, oh, triangular yeah. square holes next to us. Watching that you don't fall into those holes on the stage was right. also a little bit of a concern. It's <laughs> yeah. Big, like big enough, like if I would have won and your whole leg would go in, you go right down to your crotch. <laughs> <laughs> the testi testicle. Start, start hitting some high notes. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe even higher than well, it's kind of hard to see from behind the drums a lot of time. I have my hair in my face, but uh, <laughs> a long time ago we played a, the truck upstairs. I don't know if it has a name or not. After uh, Fear Factory, and I just remember there was a huge pit in this tiny little bar, and they, uh, some guy grabbed Mike and <laughs> threw him on his shoulders and was running around all around the bar, and uh, it was just one of I those was, uh, shows. I was playing wireless at the time. I wrapped my legs around his. I went over like I was on a, like a, up on his shoulders, and he just ran through the whole pit. And trying to play that stuff, it was pretty intricate stuff at the time. Trying to play that, and I wasn't missing any notes. We were very seasoned at that time. That was yeah. uh, pretty intense. I forgot about that. Yeah, it was <laughs> moshing through the crowd from way up top, <laughs> looking for low bridges or whatever, <laughs> hanging lines. Oh man, that's funny. We see people now. Now you have to come see a live show because we just give you four reasons why. <laughs> uh, you just never know what's gonna happen. You can say you were fucking there, right? Um, wow. Well, listen, guys. I want to thank you for taking time to do the interview. Uh, before we go, is there anything you want to say to your fans out there? Um, just thanks. appreciate all the support. Yeah. You know, yeah, we've been getting tremendous support, and I really, uh, you know, I try to be as thankful as possible yeah. um, for us to be able to be doing what we're doing again um, with these guys. You know, obviously thank these guys for being there oh, and yeah. being able to do it and being part of the whole project but the fans as well i mean are huge and intricate to uh, you know us being successful and we really have been getting a lot of uh awesome support and to me it seems a little bit more noticeable personally than when i was in abolish i'm not trying to knock abolish but it just seems like this music is getting a little bit better of a reception and better response and support from people in general and it's really nice feedback. to see I mean, we're getting people, you know, when we on Facebook, if we post, uh, you know, we post an ad and a person all the way that saw us, you know, up in Allentown said, well, when are you guys playing again? I'd love to come see you. And I got the CD and bought a shirt. These guys are awesome. Um, stuff like that was very far and few in between. Obviously, there wasn't the Internet to that level back in the Abolish days. But stuff like that, it, it's, it's awesome to see that. It, it makes you feel like you, you've touched somebody with what mm -hmm. you're doing appropriate and yes. right yeah yeah, yeah. 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 appropriate to touch them in a very nice <laughs> gentle Couldn't soft resist. way i remember you for uh, <laughs> but um i mean it's uh it, yeah huge thanks to the fan base that we're developing and um we really really do appreciate it and also Absolutely. our our friends and family yeah. that have supported us and help us and you know they, they do a lot to you know keep us going and we appreciate all their work also you know yeah. And really, I don't want to forget Al because Al's behind the scenes. Yeah. He really does help this yep. a tremendous amount. I mean, he's he's working probably harder than than we are at what his part of it is. Yeah. Cool. And, We're uh, probably having really a lot awesome. more fun than Al is. Oh, I, I would Al say does, he probably are. Yeah, 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 Al does a lot of work. I, I, I honestly, if he didn't have the gray hair he has now, I, I think you guys would have cost it. Okay, but he still has hair. Damn him. Great. And okay. definitely yes. want to say thank you to you guys for doing oh, this interview. Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 absolutely. Uh, like I said, when we, we talked to you guys years ago, whenever ready, and I'm so glad that we finally you guys finally got here. Okay? Yeah, yeah. everybody. Yes. But um, well, look, guys, um, everybody out there, make sure you go check them out. Check out Eyes of the Living. Go to the website. Send come out, that see nickel. them live. What's that? Send, Send that nickel. nickel from the shared album. 
<laughs> oh, yeah, send that nipple. Oh, come on, fucking pony up. Make it a dime, all right? <laughs> you can't even call anybody with, well, you can't call anybody with a nickel either, but you know what? Just send whatever, all right? Just send something. Uh, in the meantime, um, you know, uh, stay tuned for more great interviews with great men like Eyes of Living. Until next time, uh, this is Trump from Oakland Thanks, guys. Excellent. Thank you. Thank you. The statements, views, and opinions expressed in this podcast are solely those of the individuals and in no way reflect the views of an unclaimed band, its parent company, or subsidiaries.